0: Take hold. Engage. You are now entering The Cerebral Podcast. Thought of the Day comes from soul surfer Rob Machado. We dream of the perfect wave the perfect job the perfect house the perfect love and when we get there we dream of something else and the journey goes on. Joke of the day where do we often make our own waves but we don't often see them? Answer on paper because we don't C or C's, the S sense in the sea of letters we write. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. This is the 14th episode. Thank you for joining me today. In the last episode, I talked about Baywatch and how the show was deeper than the beauties in the Lifeguard Tower and on the sand. I also talked about how some storylines dealt with different disabilities, including paralysis, blindness, and deafness. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying Baywatch didn't have the visual appeal of the sand, surf, and the sun-tanned, beautiful bodies. I am just saying that the show often got overlooked because the majority of people didn't know that the show covered many disability and trauma storylines. During Baywatch's run, it covered over 40 stories that involved disability or trauma in nine years. One of my favorite episodes was titled A Matter of Life and Death. In the episode One of the Rookie Lifeguards, Summer Quinn is reminded of childhood trauma of almost drowning after participating in an a nighttime recovery mission. Later on in the episode, she was afraid to go on a beach rescue because of her fear of the water. This episode resonated with me because of my own fear of the water that I had during summer camp in the 1980s. You can hear more about the summer camp in episode 13 of the podcast. Once Summer Quinn was able to get more context from the drowning incident she was able to overcome her fear another storyline of the same episode involved Mitch Buchanan played by David Hasselhoff Mitch's dad Al was an architect after being diagnosed with cancer Al wanted Mitch to take over the family architecture business Al didn't see or understand the importance of Mitch's job until he sees it in action Shortly after seeing that episode, I started writing fan letters. The perception versus the reality of the episodes and storylines continued to resonate with me. In previous episodes of the podcast, I have talked about different literary devices as a way to manage and cope with my disability. From the cerebral palsy oxymoron in podcast episode one to the Shakespearean soliloquy, of To Be or Not To Be in Episode 9, and the O. Henry short stories in Podcast Episode 10, writing has frenetically fueled and poetically processed my disability. I wrote more letters as I watched more Baywatch episodes. I was encouraged to write after seeing one of the executive producers of Baywatch, Michael Burke, disclose in a fan video that they were always looking for new and interesting storylines. He also answered critics who said the show lacked depth and heart. I was in my sophomore year at Marist College during that time. A few of my media and TV professors also criticized Baywatch, and they usually contrasted Baywatch with Seinfeld. Seinfeld also originally aired in the 1990s. Later in that semester, in the spring of 1993, Baywatch aired my favorite two-part episode of the show. In the first Shattered episode, during a rescue, Mitch became injured after being thrown against rocks in the water. He underwent rehabilitation, and for the majority of the episode, he was confined to a wheelchair. He became friends with the 10-year-old boy at the rehabilitation center who was paralyzed after getting shot. In the second part of the Shattered episode, Mitch saved the paralyzed boy from gangsters because the boy witnessed a crime. The episode resonated with me because of the times I experienced rehab following four surgeries. After watching the episodes, I thought and wrote about some ideas I had for a Baywatch episode. Over the next few months, I read a couple of books about screenwriting and developed a 25-page script about teen lifeguards Matt Brody and Summer Quinn meeting another teen with cerebral palsy. Later in the script, the teen with cerebral palsy was confronted by bullying in school. Pages later, the bullying spills over onto the beach. Then the lifeguards get involved and mediate both sides of crippled perception. In July 1993, I finished the script but did not have a fully fleshed out script. Usually hour-long shows have two or three different storylines that are somehow related. I had enough of an idea to share. I then wrote a letter to Michael Burke at the Baywatch Production Company. I explained different parts of my idea and asked for a five-minute conversation. I also sent a letter with a certified return receipt that I had gotten at the post office. The letter was mailed at the end of the week in the middle of July. The following Wednesday on July 21st, 1993 at 3.08 p.m., I received a call from Michael Burke who had read my letter, and was intrigued by my idea. He explained that they were shooting the Special Olympics episode with special guest star Mary Lou Retton that week. I thanked him for taking the time to talk to me and further explained my script. One of the things he advised me to do was shift the school scenes to happen outside versus the interior of the school. This would save on production costs and time. He also made some suggestions to have more of the main lifeguard characters involved and move more of the action to the beach. I spoke with him for about a half an hour and he agreed to have me write a spec or non-paid script. I just told him that I appreciated the opportunity. I asked him to send me a copy of the shattered two-part episode script so I could use it as a guide as I edited my own script. He thanked me for my persistence and for being such a fan of the show. I worked on the script over the next three weeks, and I also had follow-up conversations with some of the production staff. A month later, I received a nice letter and some show souvenirs. The production staff appreciated the time, effort, and sincerity I put into the script, but they passed on it and wished me the best with my writing and other endeavors. I learned a lot about myself, including how I used writing as a write, W-R-I-T-E, way to heal from some of the traumatic experiences and perceptions I have faced around my disability. In one of the episodes of my podcast, I read a poem, Armed, that reflected and corrected a crippled perception that I had of myself. Writing is one of the ways that I continue to process my disability and how I deal with it. I didn't realize until after I wrote Crippled Perception that I was creating waves of change in my own life. Are there things you can write about to process your disability? Can you create change in yourself or others through positive outlets? Because of my experiences with Baywatch in the summer of 1993, I decided to shift some of my focus to TV production during the next few semesters. I also became more involved with the Marist College TV station. In November 1993, an episode called The Child Inside had Baywatch lifeguards host some Special Olympics events at the beach. Some of the lifeguards also teamed up with some of the Special Olympics athletes to compete in the events. It also remains one of my favorite episodes. In the next episode, I will talk about reconnecting with some of the Baywatch production staff several years later. I hope you enjoyed the 15th episode. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. I would love to hear your thoughts. Please share the podcast with someone you know. Also, please rate and review the show. You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Thus Real Podcast is also now on Spotify. Thank you to all the listeners who support the show Facebook group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com to send questions, comments, and ideas for the show. You can also follow the show's Twitter at the hashtag thecerebralpodcast. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable. Be accountable and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving The Cerebral Podcast.